Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to Conversations with My Higher Self. How are you? Today, we're going to be talking about the energy of movies. Specifically, I got a request to talk about horror movies, movies about ghosts as well. And I figured we're going to make it a little bit of a broader topic. Yeah, a very down-to-earth subject for today, but hopefully very interesting. Before we get started, a couple of notes I wanted to, a couple of pointers notes I wanted to share with you. If you are not meditating with me on our Sacred Universe podcast, I invite you into that space. It's a heartlet space. I try to upload meditations there every week. So there's something new, a new journey. And that is just such a healing space. And, you know, it is a great honor of mine, a great pleasure of mine to be able to share that space with you. So come and check it out. Secondarily, my book is out on Audible on Amazon. If you haven't checked it out, maybe this is your sign. The book is called 72 Keys to Manifestation or an Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. And it is an alchemical journey, a spiritual journey that you uh, could travel upon that would lead you towards your best life. So it's a book about manifestation, hence the title. But it talks very broadly about energy, what to do if you don't have enough. And it provides a lot of ancient keys to unlocking your creative potential, which is what you need for manifestation. Alrighty, my darlings, I think we're ready to talk about the movies. Before I forget, because this is specifically the request has been let's talk about horror movies, I think that it would be best for us to set protections for this episode, right? It is my intention to always do better and not worse, to always be the solution and uh, not the problem. And so if you can take just a couple of moments with me to close your eyes, and obviously if you're driving, probably a wrong episode for you, try to go back to maybe an older episode of this podcast. And as far as this episode, you can always come back to it when you have the time and you're not on the road. But for the rest of you, please close your eyes and imagine that there is a dome of white light that just kind of descends upon your body and covers you head to toe. And then imagine that on the bottom of the dome, it's sealed essentially at the very bottom, right? So that you, there are no holes in your protection arsenal. And then secondarily, please imagine that there is a large blue pyramid and essentially place that pyramid over the dome of white light and just make sure that your entire body is covered by the pyramid. That is a protective pyramid. And it is our intention, my intention, that you are fully protected for this episode, fully safe, no matter what energies we're going to be discussing today. And this is done in your highest good. That's it. If you have been with me for a while, you know that I don't very often do this. I think there may have been another two episodes where I had to set protections on you, but better be safe than sorry. Okay, movies. It's not a big surprise for anybody listening to this podcast that Hollywood has created a pretty massive movement, a pretty massive entertainment movement. And they're very much trendsetters when it comes to the content that we're consuming. And obviously, uh, movies are everywhere. You know, you guys are streaming movies probably all the time, every week. There's a lot more content that is being created right now than ever before in the history of entertainment. And that's why I think that this topic is very pertinent to our today's world. Yeah, because as we are getting more exhausted as a society, and that is, by the way, a fact, what ends up happening is 
our entertainment options become more limited. We used to be a lot more active of a species, and now we are becoming a lot more passive, right? And come home from a day of hard work, and all you can really do is watch a movie, and that's your entertainment for the night. And it used to be that people would play board games and do a lot of other things, but now it's the movies, and it is what it is, you know, it is reality. Hence, let's talk about the movies. Obviously, movies impact you deeply. Anything that you consume, from the foods to the drinks to the content, impacts you deeply. The reason the movies impact you is multiple fold, right? So the movies interact with you on multiple different layers, your intellectual layer, your physical layer as well, because you have to watch the movies, right? So your you know, certain parts of your brain are involved in the process, your eyes, etc. your circulatory system, right? If it's a scary movie, your heart rate may go up. You're fully engaged on the physical level when you're watching a movie. In some ways, your brain has a hard time even differentiating whether that is for real happening with you or you're just observing something on the screen, right? Depending on the responses you may get in your physical body. Movies impact you on an energy level. They impact your energetic body. They impact your emotional body. That's why some of you cry during movies. Essentially, they impact every layer of your being. And I think very often we don't give enough credit to the content that we're consuming. We believe that the content that we're consuming only impacts us on one layer. It's like surface level, and then it's out of our system, flushed out of our system, and it's done. Actually, not so fast. An average piece of content, like a movie that you consume, remains in your system for two weeks on average. Like, on average, as a general rule. Some movies that you watch remain with you longer than that, but hardly ever would the energy of a movie that you're watching leave your body right away. That is pretty much unheard of. So whatever imprint you're getting, energy imprint you're getting from a particular movie, it's going to stay alive in your system for some time. Now, if we think about series, all these, you know, where episodes are uploaded weekly, for instance, if you're watching TV, in this particular case, if it's not on demand, or sometimes if it's on demand and it's a very, very fancy show, they would also release new episodes every week. That cadence, the release cadence, actually ensures that for the duration of the entire season, that movie, that series is going to be in your system. Because if it takes two weeks to fully flush out the energies from the episode, and every week the company is uploading new episodes and you're watching new episodes. So that means that your system is never fully rid of that energy. So that's just something to be aware of. And again, nothing that I say here is to, I think, imply that there's anything inherently bad with consuming content. There's nothing bad with consuming content. There's nothing bad with watching movies. However, I think that as a general rule, People underestimate the impact the movies have on your entire system. And so I just wanted to bring this awareness and offer this as a perspective, right? And then the choice is yours, but at least you can make an informed decision on what you want to do with your life. And then towards the end of the episode, we can also talk about, hey, if you choose to consume the content, but you're not sure it's totally good for you, could you set up a protection for yourself? How do you minimize the potential damage? And that's the thing about movies, right? Very often you make a choice about what movie to watch off of a trailer, that is a very, very common occurrence these days. Off of a trailer, you can tell what the vibration or the vibe of the movie is, but you cannot always tell it all the way. The problem with watching movies is we opt into movies. It is a very conscious decision, more often than not. There's an exception to every rule, but it is a conscious decision to consume a particular kind or type of content. The problem with any and all types of energetic entities, once there is an opt-in, it becomes fair game. So essentially, when you're watching a particular movie, there may be entities that 
go almost like a package. They're packaged up together with a movie or there are entities that follow the movie. We can think of them as energetic parasites. We can think of them as just energetic structures. It doesn't have to be parasites because not every single entity that would be attached to a piece of content would be negative. There are positive entities, there are neutral entities, there are negative entities. But more often than not, if you guys could watch, could see everything on an energetic level, you would know that every single piece of content that you consume contains almost like beings, etheric beings that vibrate at the same frequency. And therefore, as you're consuming a particular kind of content, these beings come into your auric field. These beings come into contact with who you are. And by the way, once you're done watching that piece of content or even listening to that piece of content, because it works just the same for music, because it doesn't really matter if the frequency that you're absorbing is visual, auditory, or both. It's still a frequency. It's a wave that is entering your body. So you may be done watching a movie or listening to a particular song, but if there have been entities that have been attached to it, they may still remain in your auric field if they choose to do so. For as long as they choose to do so, if that makes sense. And that is why we have to be extra mindful, especially a lot of you that are watching this episode, that are listening to this tuning in. You are on your own spiritual path. You are on your own spiritual journey. And listen, being on a spiritual journey is already hard enough in contemporary society with so many distractions, with the energies being where the energies are. And again, we live in a very materialistic society. So being on a spiritual path is a Christmas miracle, if we're being honest. And so you already are facing so many headwinds on your spiritual path that the last thing you need is to con for content to also play some tricks on you and you're not even being aware. So... Every piece of content that you consume impacts you on multiple levels, way more levels that you even know. Every piece of content that you consume stays in your system for two weeks, sometimes longer, sometimes three weeks. If it really, really, really had a deep impact on you up to four weeks, and then it's usually gone out of your system. Content that elicits a very strong emotional response in you, whatever emotion that is, has a propensity to penetrate deeply into your auric field. So your auric field has layers, almost like a layered cake, although maybe concentric circles is a little bit of a better analogy. And your auric field has multiple defense systems, defense mechanisms, because arguably, if you were such an open door entity, whether that is a malevolent entity or benevolent entity, could come in, in contact with you very, very easily. Thankfully, your auric field has protections. That's good news, you guys. And because of that, thankfully, there are layers that almost like layers of armor that you do have quite naturally. So if you're watching a movie and you're feeling a very strong emotion, you're out, the outer layers of your auric field. And again, uh, please bear with me, you guys, because I'm trying to explain in a way that you would understand. So I'm giving you a proxy for what is happening in your energy body. This is not, for being strictly correct, what I'm saying is a big, big overgeneralization. So please bear with me. But if you are coming in contact with content, elicits a strong emotion with you, whether positive or negative emotion, doesn't really matter, as long as it is strong. It is like getting a free pass into your system, if that makes sense, right? Because in order to internalize this, uh, an emotion, you have to put it through your emotional body, which is on the inner on the inner side of your auric field. And also you most likely have to push it through your heart, your physical heart even, which is your physical layer. So anything that elicits a strong emotion is part of your vessel. 
Again, it would have been easier to watch movies and not worry about any protections if you always could predict which movies would elicit an emotion from you and which ones wouldn't. But of course, that's not the case. You know, every single movie is always a surprise, no matter how many times you watch the trailer. Also, also, the bigger the screen, the bigger the impact of the movie. So those of you that, for those of you that love large screens, for those of you that want to experience a movie in a movie theater, you're going to get even more of an impact. That is almost uh, logical. Like, I don't think this is going to come as a big surprise, right? So the impact of the movie that you're watching on your, let's say, iPhone is going to be less compared to the impact on the movie that you watch at IMAX, for instance, right? So just be mindful as well. So again, every time you're coming in contact with any piece of content, it will shift your vibrations because it's going to become a part of your auric field for two weeks. Now, whether that becomes a part of your inner auric field or outer auric field is going to have an impact around how much that piece of content changes you versus not. And I think it would only be maybe have the trouble that movies that you watch stay with you for such prolonged, a prolonged amount of time. People also have patterns. You know that for yourself. There are genres of movies that you love. There are genres of movies that you hate. There are historical periods that you like watching movies about, and there are other historical periods you could care less. You know, some of you love sci-fi, some of you love horror, some of you love fantasy, some of you love romantic comedy. There are all of these genres. Very often, like I said, there is a lot of commonality around what it is that you like to watch. With services like Netflix and other on-demand platforms that have a recommendation engine being a part of their experience, very often these streaming services are going to pair you already love. So they already know where you fall on the map, what your preferences are. So they're going to feed you more of the same. With Netflix, there isn't even a matching score. Like every movie is assigned a score around how much it is a fit for you or not. Where I'm going with this is very simple. Often you would, if you were to trace the type of content that you're watching, if you were to record it and then analyze it, you would know that very often the type of content that you're watching falls within a very similar vibrational spectrum. No matter, like to you, it may feel like the movies are different, but the vibrational spectrum is very, very similar. Because of that, it's almost as, think about it as an additive effect. The more of the same type of content you watch, the more it becomes part of your auric field, the type of vibration, the type of content, the more it becomes a part of who you are. And so if you watch a lot of a very particular type of content, it really forms your outer layers of your energy body. It really forms what you emanate into the world. It really changes who you are. And because of that, it changes what you attract because we always attract what we are already. More of the same, right? It's a clusterization principle of the universe. Birds of a feather essentially stick together. Energies of a feather stick together. Commonalities within energies, they like to form clusters. So going, uh, actually, let's maybe talk about some genres because the request has been, let's talk about the horror movies. So let's talk about the horror movies. What about the horror movies? Oh my gosh, you guys. A, obviously, I just want to first acknowledge that... I'm very aware that a lot of humanity is enjoying horror movies, that it is used as a means of entertainment. Like, I get all of that. And again, this is a no-judgment zone. If you feel like this is what you need in your life, that's totally fine, because I'll be the first one to tell you that there is a reason why you get attracted to a particular kind of content. It's because there's already a resonance. There is a resonance between you and the kind of content that you are attracting. Nothing in this universe is random. If you are being attracted to horror movies, it doesn't make you 
a strange person or a bad person or any of the above. It just means that there is something within you that already vibrates at the frequency of the horror movie. The frequency of the horror movie is on the lower spectrum. It is actually the shadow side of our red center, our root center. That is where most of the horror movies live, actually. Again, is this a generalization? Yes, but I have to overgeneralize to get my point across. So if you are attracted to that type of content, that is completely normal. Just know that that also means that you're living through the shadow of your root center. There has been some myths around horror movies. I know even in spiritual circles, there are some teachers that say, hey, um, horror movies are really good for you because that helps you train your stamina for like handling stress, for instance, or like for handling like fear or like you're regulating your fear response. I personally do not subscribe to this view. I will just tell you what I'm seeing from the energy perspective and you can make your own informed decision. Every single horror movie, this is not an overgeneralization, comes with entities attached to it. Every single horror movie from the beginning of time comes with entities attached to it. What entities do I speak of? In this particular instance, I'm talking, I'm referring to the various dark entities. Because again, think back to the clusterization principle. Birds of a feather stick together. If you are essentially a horror movie, <laughs> what kind of entities do you think you would attract? You would attract more of the same. Very often, the entities that horror movies attract are beings, etheric beings, meaning energy beings, that feed off of the emotions of people who are watching scary movies, which is obviously, you know, that adrenaline rush, you know, that the feeling of being scared or the feeling of being excited, all of the above, right? Depending on who you are, what kind of emotions you're experiencing. But there are always entities, depending on how prominent a movie is, how much budget originally went into creating it, how robust the CGI is and everything, et cetera, et cetera, essentially how realistic that is. You would have higher degrees of darker entities, meaning stronger beings, get attracted to that type of content. So essentially where I'm going with this is that all the horror movies that they're showing you in movie theaters are going to have some pretty strong baggage, like type of entities, pretty strong entities, or shall we say energetic baggage attached to those movies. There are multiple kinds of entities. You may have, um, I mean, enough of the entities are demonic actually in nature. So essentially demons. Now you guys can refer to my video about angels and demons that I did, my episode about angels and demons that I did a few months back. If you're you know, looking to understand what kind of demons or three types of demons, all three actually can come through scary movies, believe it or not. And the problem is also with these type of demonic entities, they think of essentially the moment you sit down to watch that horror movie, because they know the amount of the types of energies that you're willing to allow into your body, it's like they have a carte blanche to, to enter into your zone as well. The problem with demons, and, and you guys know that, again, no judgment zone, even for demons, in no way, shape, or form, positioning them as inferior beings. But, but... The thing about demons is enough of them do feed off of people's energy. So that is the one thing to be aware of. Not all of them, just one kind, but they are. From this perspective, you can think of them as a parasitic entity. And once, you know, it, it could be enough to just hear a name of a demon being spoken. You can just overhear that in a movie or somewhere. And all of a sudden, that demon gets access to your world. How crazy is that? 
So just be very mindful around what kind of entities you are inviting into your life by censoring and monitoring the content that you are consuming. Some of you may be wondering, okay, like, fine, what you're saying may be true, maybe not. There are these entities that are somehow attached to movies. Why do I care? Why do you care is multiple fold. Because once these dark, once this darkness enters into your auric field and enters into your life, it can start getting to work on shifting your world slightly. Meaning, it's how do I explain it in a very simple way? Okay, imagine you guys have a bowl of soup and then and then that bowl of soup represents your life. And then you take like a spoonful or a couple of spoonfuls of dirt and put that into the soup. If you stir that soup enough, maybe you're not going to notice the dirt when you're going to start eating the soup. But also the soup is not as pure or not as clean as it used to be. Do this enough times, put like enough of these like spoonfuls of dirt into the soup. It changes the entire consistency of the soup. The soup stops becoming edible. Do you guys know what I mean? This is kind of the analogy when you and like allow scary movies to come into your system. Like you are putting dirt into your own vessel. And again, I want to say this respectfully because you guys know that in my video about demons, I did say that demons were great teachers for humanity. And I stand by that belief because demons could be great teachers. However, I think that because the problem that I have with scary movies is that most people have no idea that by watching this type of content, they're inviting these entities into their life. By the way, demons are not the only entities that are coming through. A lot of the beings that are coming through are energetic parasites. And in some ways, I have even more issues with energetic parasites that I do with demons because energetic parasites are exactly what they sound like. They are various entities. There are, you know, some main ones that usually inflict humanity. A lot of, you know, energetic parasites are either in the shape of eels or snakes. That's like a one big class of them. The second big class is spiders. The third, uh, and spider-like creatures. The third big class is different octopoidal entities. So the, the octopus type. The fourth one would be the scorpion. And then you have a lot of insects, like the fifth one would be the insectoids as well. And then you have other types that are really amorphous, meaning they're just shapes. You know, they would look like a cloud or they would look like um, something that's obscure. So like they don't really have a shape and or they can be shapeshifters, right? So there are all of these different parasites. And you could say, hey, parasitic structures are completely normal. And they are. It's just, I guess, the point of, of, of me mentioning them here is that enough of them come through uh, different scary movies. The octopoidal structures love scary movies. The ones that are, don't have a shape, the shapeshifters love scary movies. The eel snake types love scary movies like nobody's business. What? So essentially, imagine like by watching a scary movie, you're opening your front door open and any and all of these entities can come through and start leeching off of your energy. And by the way, in, in our contemporary society, and I kind of started our episode with this, People are already drained. You guys are already drained. It's not like you have an overabundance of energy for everything that you want to do with your life. And, and so inviting these types of energetic entities could potentially be problematic because not only do they feed off of your energy, they could also cause disease in your body. Um, very often, disease would happen in a place where you already have a natural weakness. From this perspective, energetic parasites are actually interesting and we could say that they are also helpful because they would accelerate the problem. Let's say that there is something like an underlying vibration that you have that gives you a problem with your kidney, for instance. Now, you may not have a chronic disease around your kidneys, 
But because of that energetic vibration that you're emitting, your kidney, let's say it's a weak spot. When uh, like a particular kind of energetic entity that's going to get into your body, when, when they come inside, they usually go after your weakest spot. Why? Because it's the easiest one to leech, uh, leech onto, latch onto, if you will, and, and then start getting your sucking away your life. So very often your energetic parasites, your energetic entities are going to latch onto exactly the parts that are already weak. That, because of that, that part of your body may manifest disease faster than it would without that energetic entity. Because that energetic entity is sucking away the life force and from this particular, in this particular example, from your kidney that is already weak and suboptimal. And your kidney that is weak and suboptimal needs all the energy that it could get in order to not deteriorate. And there we have the absolute opposite. There we have the absolute opposite of it actually not getting uh, the nutrients. It's not getting the energy because there is another party, like a third party over here of an entity that is just sucking that organ dry. So I guess where I'm going with this is scary movies can have impact on your moods because of this. They can have impact, negative impact, tremendous impact and long-term bad impact on your energy levels, and it, they can have a negative impact on your health, so your physical, as well as your emotional state, as well as your mental state. Like literally, they can give you problems with all of your bodies, apart from maybe spiritual. Do you remember how I told you that over time, the movies flush out of your system, like your, your system would eliminate that frequency? Your system is not always able to eliminate um, a parasite. And if that was the case, people would, you know, if human bodies were just so great at eliminating parasites, arguably we would not have parasites right now. But unfortunately, the movie may be out of your system. But if the parasite got beyond your defense mechanisms, they may stay inside of your vessel, you guys. I'm going to say something scary for lifetimes. Yeah, not, it doesn't have to end this lifetime. That's the scary part because the moment, like if you don't get rid of that parasitic entity by the end of an incarnation, your physical body will disintegrate, obviously. Your soul is going to go back to where it needs to go. The moment you decide to come back to planet Earth, you step into your karma, which includes the energetic entities that you were the host for in a past life. And that is how you can just keep inheriting that same energetic issue over and over and over again. So that same little leech <laughs> that was eating away at your kidney's life force is going to be there next lifetime that you come to planet Earth. If you just come to planet Earth, if you don't ever come back, more power to you. That's not going to be the problem. But what are the odds, right? If you have accumulated a lot of karma here, most likely your higher self is going to be the first one to send you back down and be like, can you please deal with that? Okay, really quickly, I mentioned that, so these entities can cause you uh, physical harm, meaning, well, <laughs> let me take that back. They don't cause physical harm. They accelerate things that are already malfunctioning. That's how the parasites work. Usually, energetic parasites, not physical. Physical parasites, a whole other, <laughs> a whole other can of soup that we can talk about sometime, if you guys want. So they impact your physical they impact your emotional because they already bring with themselves a particular emotional frequency. They start generating that frequency from within your body. All of a sudden, you may start getting weird mood swings, weird emotions, etc. They can impact your mental because, again, everything is a frequency. They bring with themselves a particular mental frequency. And some of them eat, quote-unquote, the frequency of somebody's negative thinking. So they would induce that thinking upon the host and then the host will keep thinking 
those negative thoughts. And of course, energetically, anytime you have parasites in your body, they're going to eat away at your resource. Would I say that it's possible in this day and time on planet Earth to live without parasites? Absolutely not. You know, parasites are a fact of life. And in fact, in some cases, it does serve humanity as long as we're willing to learn the lesson and internalize and cleanse our bodies and do the healing work that needs to happen. But that being said, I think everything is good in moderation, right? Like the medicine is good in moderation. So in this particular case, by introducing yourself or by consuming certain types of content, just be mindful that you're inviting all types of entities, including parasitic ones, into your body, into your arsenal. Another thing I will tell you is this. It's very, you would be tight pressed to find a movie of light made by a Hollywood director, you know, by Hollywood producers that stars Hollywood actors. It's pretty much close to impossible. At best, they would have the energy that is gray and not not white. There are very few movies that have the energy that is like white. And even then, like if it's serious, it usually gets darker over time. Essentially in Hollywood, and, and I say Hollywood broadly, I use that whole American movie making, I guess, um, as an industry, right? And of course, a lot of movies are made in the US, most of the movies in the world, because that's where the funding is. I'm not saying that movies made in other countries are all light and love. That's unfortunately not the case. We are all one collective consciousness and we produce content that is very similar, irrespective of what country it is. But the movies that sell have murder in them, have a lot of blood, have a lot of gore, all of these things, right? If I were to look at the kind of content that humanity consumes on average, 80% of it is dark and 20% of it is gray. And maybe 0.00-something percent, 1% is white, like a light content. That is how the kind of energies that you're entering into your body or allowing into your body. So yeah, just be mindful, right? If you're watching a horror movie that you essentially are inviting all of those entities uh, demonic entities are potentially even more problematic because they can really change the overall vibration that you emit, or they can tempt you into things that you don't necessarily want to do. But again, they lower your vibration, no matter what. Like any and every time you come in contact with, or you're going through a lesson with a demonic entity, your vibration is down. They'll teach you the, the only way that they know how, which is by showing you what your weak spots are. So that's that. One thing to note, right? Can I use the example of Harry Potter? Is that cool? Harry Potter is a movie that's filled with so much light. And that's why a lot of people who are spiritual, a lot of people who are into even my kind of content really love Harry Potter. I will tell you that Harry Potter like has just as much light as it does darkness. So even when you're watching Harry Potter, do set protections on yourself. You're going to thank me later. Because obviously it's a very polarized world that they're showcasing. You have magic, you have magic wands, you have incantations, you have... Um, this beautiful character, Harry, that is pro-light, if you will, right? He's the good guy. And you have, of course, Lord Voldemort, which is a Voldemort, which is on the whole other side of the spectrum. And all of those entities, they're not good, you guys. And so they're by consuming that type of content, you are inviting, you are an open door for entities similar to the ones that you're seeing on screen to come into your life. So who do you think the Lord Voldemort is the proxy for? If he is the dark one, if he is the Lord of darkness, who do you think he's a proxy for? The answer is Satan. I hate to say this. Let's call things as they are. I hope I don't get a bunch of rotten tomatoes thrown at me, but that is the case. So set protections for yourself, you guys. If you're going to watch this movie, and by the way, 
there is nothing wrong with Harry Potter. It does have a lot of light in it, but might as well protect ourselves from the darkness while we're at it. What are the ways to protect yourself? You can set the dome around yourself the way that we did it at the beginning. You could set the pyramid around yourself. You can do all of the above. Just set protections and also say something along like along the lines of like there is an intention or that you could put forth prior to watching a movie like that or, con uh, or consuming any type of content. You can say something along the lines of anything that is not in my greater good. I repel from my field for the duration of that movie and like two weeks afterwards. And that is such a powerful, powerful spell that the moment you have that agreement with the universe, you become impenetrable by those entities. Impenetrable. And that is why I think that it is important anytime you're coming in pretty much before watching any type of content, just have an agreement with the universe that nothing that could be detrimental to you can enter into your auric field that you essentially repel anything that is not of light. And that is how you can keep consuming this type of content without necessarily any trauma, drama, and trouble, or any of the residual things that you did not sign up for. One thing I will also tell you is this. Be careful with certain series, especially the ones that have big budgets. I kind of don't want to name any names, but then I also don't know if that serves you. But there are some very large-scale series that have entities attached to them and even energetic structures that are very similar to black magic structures that make you want to come back for more. If you are watching a series and if you are experiencing something uh, of like an addiction and you will notice that upon yourself, like on yourself, like when, for instance, like you wake up first thing in the morning, you start thinking about the episode that you saw last night. And then it's almost like a background on, on your mind. It's on your mind almost too often when you could catch yourself like either obsessing about a show or just like being like, when is the next episode? Like being really kind of quasi-addictive, do pay attention because there could be a black magic structure that is attached to that series. And we don't have to talk about why that happens. It's irrelevant why that does happen. But if you're feeling the sense of addiction to a particular piece of content, know that it is not you. It's actually the energy of that piece of content and it never serves you essentially is happening as an energy exchange. If you're watching a series and then you don't obsess over it, most likely the energy exchange was fair. If you're watching a series, you're always thinking about it. You read the news about it. I don't know, you're, you like read reviews about it, something, all of that, like you're, uh, you, you go and, and start Googling actors and all of those things, right? There is a channel that has been created between you and that show, you and that movie or whatever. And most likely... It's not serving you because a strong enough channel, especially if you obsessively start thinking about that show all the time, usually it's not to your benefit because that means that that show is feeding its egregore off of you. So you became an energetic donor for that show. Arguably, it probably doesn't serve you. So what I highly recommend is that you cut the cords with that show. It doesn't mean you have to stop watching it. That's not what I'm asking here. But it would do you good to notice that between you and that show, there are like multiple energetic cords that are connecting you to that show, like multiple different chakras. Like you would have connections between the different chakras, uh, depending on what chakras are engaged um, in the process of viewing it. Unfortunately, I will tell you that the chances are it's going to be the root center. If there's violence or, you know, anything of that nature, it'll be the sacral. If there is lust, nudity and all of that fun stuff, there's, there's probably going to be the yellow if it has to do with like money, 
theft, you know, any of those like, I don't know, Mission Impossible type superheroes could also be in the yellow. James Bond type could also be in the yellow. Essentially, just watch what parts of your body are being engaged. And when I say watch, really, you can do the diagnostic with your third eye or with a pendulum, if that is easier for you, right? And then I highly, highly recommend that you just cut those cords. You imagine that you have the scissors of light or the sword of light, and you just cut the cords between you and that energetic structure. And then, um, again, what you want to set out is an intention that all of the energy, your energy that has fed that egregore or that movie, you call it back into yourself, call it back into your body, right? Because our energy can only be taken willingly. Nobody can take your energy unwillingly when you're trying to call it back and it doesn't belong to them unless you signed it away. But that that would be willingly right at this point. So your energy must come back to you. And you would notice, you know, maybe that series starts having less of an impact about you uh, on you. Sorry. And uh, for certain series are so dominating that you may need to do the cord cutting multiple times. Just to give you a couple of examples, like anything Game of Thrones, anything uh, House of Dragon, those are extremely addictive. And the reason they're extremely addictive is because those egregores are very hungry. And they establish, like the moment you start watching that first episode, they establish that connection that they build with you is so strong that they stop, start feeding off of you so quickly. And we don't have to discuss how HBO does it. There is a process, actually. But they're really, really effective. A lot of HBO series are extremely addictive because those people know what they're doing. And so just protect yourself. Like if you're watching that type of entertainment, just be mindful that make sure that it's a fair energy exchange by always setting protections and always only taking things that are in your best interest and are in your highest good. So that's that. I wanted to see if the collective has any questions to me on the topic of movies and energy exchange. Anything that would serve the collective, please let me know. Ooh, the question is, okay, well... Tough luck. I have been watching horror movies for the past 20 years of my life. What do I do now? Because I think that I have all of these entities that you have talked about. So what do I do? Okay. If you are a habitual horror movie watcher, don't worry. Don't fret. The first thing, though, is we're going to have to restore your auric field. Everybody who watches a horror movie. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm going to have to be honest with you because when the question comes through, I can't really lie. Not that I can ever lie. So you're going to get like a complete unedited truth from me. Do you know, guys, how sometimes they have the before and after pictures of like the lungs of the smoker? (laughs) Like sometimes they show these scary pictures of like, these are what the lungs of the smoker look like. And these are what the lungs of a healthy person look like. It's kind of a little bit the same with auric fields for people who watch scary movies. Like their auric fields look like the lungs of a heavy smoker. Like, I don't know, somebody who's like 70 years old and has been smoking their entire life. That is kind of like how your auric fields may look like. So they could be patchy. Entire chunks of your auric fields may be missing. They may look like a sieve, right? Almost like having holes in it. So there's all types of things, you know, that are possible with your auric field. So I would say that first things first, you want to start working on restoring your auric field. How do you do that? You need to make sure that you have enough supply of white light so that white light could start rebuilding your auric field. How do you do that? You should take an energy shower every morning. So it's a meditation. 
<laughs> you take a regular shower, you can take an energy shower. You can even combine the two and then you have the best of both worlds. So essentially you would imagine that straight from the heavens, there is like a large waterfall that is falling over your head. And then you would want to imagine, right, that your auric field and your auric field, you can think of it as a sphere. Some people think of it as an egg. It doesn't really matter. It's a shape that surrounds your body. And you would want to notice how first this waterfall of light is removing all of the darkness out of your auric field. Like literally just imagine it, watch as the darkness is being washed away, kind of like the dirt and debris washed away by the shower. And then you would want to imagine that this water slash light, because it's one and the same, if it's a waterfall from the heavens, it's really white light. Then you want to imagine that this white light is mending your auric field. So it gets into, into the walls of your auric field or the sides of your auric field and starts mending and almost like restoring the missing parts of your auric field, right? So you would want to allow that process to happen. So invite a massive amounts of white light to work with you. That's step one, right? Secondarily, I want you to imagine that there is a sun located in the middle of your soul, like in the middle of your belly, right? It's where your solar plexus chakra is. And one thing that energetic parasites don't like is heat, actually. So they dislike they don't like extreme temperatures. They don't love extreme heat. They don't love freezing temperatures either. But I would say heat is probably a really, really effective solution here. So you would want to imagine that that sun inside of your belly is growing. You want to expand it with your breath, expand it with your breath. And you would want to expand it so that it covers your entire body. So you're inside of that sun. You would almost like want to imagine that there's a mini sun in your belly and then there is an outer sun that is surrounding you. And they're creating this very interesting phenomenon inside of your body. They're creating a lot of heat. And what I would want for you to do in a meditative state is turn that heat up to a crazy degree. Just turn it up. Like how are you changing frequencies on the radio? Turn up that heat of your inner sun and watch what happens or just feel into what happens. You would be surprised if your third eye is operational, how many things like parasitic entities start jumping out of your body. It'll blow your freaking mind. You're going to be like, I did not know that this lived inside of me. What is happening? And if not enough is coming out, then turn up that heat even further and stay here for like three to four minutes. This energetic heat is not going to harm you in any way, shape or form, but there are going to be a lot of entities that dislike it very, very much. You would also, the third thing that I would do is I would ask the universe to show me any back doors through which uh, these new entities can come through into me. And I would seal, like they energetically, they look like black doors or almost like black voids inside of your auric field. And usually they would be on the surface. It's like an open door. Because very often people who have habitually consumed this type of content, they would have a back door or two or three through which these entities always have access to your field. So essentially you are kind of like their meal on the platter. They can come anytime. And so you want to make sure that you're sealing any and all of these doorways. And how do you seal them? You seal them with white light. You just seal them with white light. And I think that this would be a really, really good first start. Now, of course, the other thing I will tell you is probably if, if you know that you've watched, you've been watching too much of the content that is not serving you, I would strongly consider 
And I would strongly recommend that you drastically limit your exposure to this type of content because as you're going through your healing, the lot, anything can flip you back into your previous version, you know, into the polarity of darkness. And so you really don't want, you want to limit that exposure. So watch, watch kind of movie, watch cartoons, actually, out of, I think out of all movies, cartoons are probably the ones that <laughs> have the, the nicest energy, if I'm being honest, but then again, not all cartoons, right, define cartoons. So just probably limit, I think, limit your exposure to these um, type of um, movies and always, always set protections on yourself before you start consuming that type of content. Was there another question? Anything you guys wanted to ask? The question is, what are some of the good movies? Oh, you guys, it's really tough. The first Avatar was really good. The first Avatar was really light. The second Avatar is starting to get into the gray zone. So that one ain't so great. There are a lot of like, I don't know, historical romance um, type of um, like period uh, dramas that are actually fairly light on the energetic side. Like enough of like Jane Austen stuff, for instance, is fairly light energetically. You're not necessarily going to succumb yourself to a lot of darkness when you're watching that. Disney, it depends. Some Disney stuff is gray. Like the Star Wars is gray. Not black though. So good. <laughs> Could be worse. Yeah, but Disney does have some, sometimes some disturbing energies actually, despite being a cartoon. So I don't know, like Maleficent, I would not recommend any of those when they're trying to like pick um like an evil quote unquote character and turn it good. Neither of those, it's never a good energy actually. Just, and again, I'm not being judgmental over here. I think that in to some degree, entertainment is beautiful, right? It's a part of living, right? It's a part of the happening on planet Earth. I merely just wanted to stay, you know, for you guys to stay informed and understand that, you know, it's not all purple rainbows and unicorns. I'm not seeing too much lightness, to be honest. There are some documentaries that are very light, but then documentaries are really not, I think, the answer that you guys are looking for. Like I'm struggling to find the ones that are pure light. I would say the ones that are more fairy tales, there are some fantasy movies and series that are more on the light side, but all of them still have polarities, even like the Lord of the Rings. You, again, you have dark versus evil. And Sauron, again, who is that the proxy for? The same guy that Voldemort is the proxy for. Like, I hate to say this. It is what it is. Just as much light that the Lord of the Rings has, it has darkness. So like in enough of those movies are going to have both polarities. Now, if you have come here to explore the polarity between light and darkness, and enough of you have, like 33% of the souls currently alive, have come here to explore the polarity of light versus darkness in themselves and in the outside world, then for you watching movies like this one that have darkness in them, as long as you apply protection, could be an educational experience. Because you, very often in these movies, you're also being shown the motivation of like the bad guys, so to say, like how are they thinking, why are they doing what they're doing? And that could be interesting as uh, more of a learning experience for you. And that is the other reason why a lot of the souls get attracted to whether that's horror movies or true crime or what have you is because, is because their soul is curious about it. And their soul wants to learn from those experiences. And so arguably, arguably, 
everything is part of the greater plan. So the fact that these horror movies exist here, that means that it's serving humanity at large. So again, nothing against scary movies, just want you to be informed. The other thing is somebody asked me the other day whether movies about ghosts are bad or ghosts in general are bad. Ghosts are not bad, you guys. Ghosts are souls that have not moved on. They were meant to move on. They just haven't moved on. So they're stuck here. Usually ghosts don't have access to their higher self. I would say never do ghosts have, as a general rule, they don't really have access to their higher aspects. And so they're kind of stuck in this pocket of reality because there is a strong attachment to one or a few things on this plane of existence. Ghosts are not vindictive. So if you're not, if you like watching paranormal stuff that is ghost related, I wouldn't say that that is such a bad vibration. Now, depending on the ghost, like every ghost also has its own vibration, just like the people do. And I don't know, when you're watching paranormal, it's actually really hard to know what is the source of the energy. Most content that is paranormal is not of light that is currently being produced on planet Earth. So just beware. But as a general rule, ghosts are not bad entities. And in fact, if I may say so myself, but if you are developing your special abilities, if you're resonating with content like mine, you would notice that over time you start becoming visible to ghosts. And I don't mean it in a creepy way. I mean it in a way that could be helpful actually to those to those beings, to those souls that are stuck here. Because obviously they live in a world where most human beings are invisible to them because they're invisible to most human beings. Once your light body started becoming, you know, started de developing, once your clairaudience, clairvoyance, et cetera, et cetera, starts developing, you may notice that you start feeling ghost energies in older houses or, you know, little, I don't know, chateaus or, you know, um, sometimes even museums, like weird places. And sometimes these beings are going to want to reach out and talk to you. So feel free to talk to them. And one thing that you would be surprised at is if you're able to communicate with these spirits, you could be the key to allowing them to pass on to that next step. Very often they just need somebody to be to hold the space for them, almost like open open a bridge to them so that they can move on. And so if you're feeling like this message is for you, because there are a few of you that are listening to this, they're actually meant to help these ghosts um, cross over to the other side. Otherwise, I would not be saying that. You have enough power to be able to serve in this way. And so essentially what you would want to do is you would want to close your eyes and you would imagine the bridge literally straight from you into the heavens. And you would want to invite that ghost to travel up that bridge. And then the angels and archangels are going to pick that um, that soul up once it reaches a particular level of altitude. But that is how, if I were you, that is the service that I would render to the ghosts, help them move on. Uh, this is actually really good karma. And instead of thinking like, oh, ghosts are bad, they're not. Now, of course, there are Ghosts of serial killers, those are not going to be your nicest ones, but as a general rule, ghosts are fairly harmless, which is not to say about other spirits. You know, there are so many other spirits that, are, that could potentially be vindictive. But again, any type of paranormal content, any type of, and you kind of know, right? Like that, you know, content that is not, and it just carries a particular vibration, just automatically opens the door to the other side. And you may just may not like what you find there. Alrighty, my darlings, this is really it. If you have additional questions for me, you may feel free to ask them on my YouTube channel. I'm at This Is Maria, Maria with a Y, M-A-R-I-Y-A. And this is it. I hope this was helpful. I hope this did not induce any fears. Again, I'm, I'm doing this in service to you. And my intention is that you live happy lives with all of your resources optimized and nobody, you know, 
<laughs> no parasites leeching off of you. So hence the reason for this episode. And of course, it was a request. Alrighty, my darling, sending you a big virtual hug. And I'll see you in the next one.